the Straight Outta Combat Radio, presented by Green Zone Hero and hosted by the Heroes Media Group. Uh, just want to say this guest, Ryan Weaver, is one of those guys that uh, that really sets the stage and, and quite literally sets the rock and roll country stage. But he also sets the stage to, to how to, you know, meet adversity head on and and how to take what life uh, deals you and how to play the hand. And I got to tell you, uh, he's he let us use that song Burn. Uh, from the very beginning, didn't hesitate, and uh, just very honored and humbled to know this person and to have him on our show. Thank you for listening. Your steely-eyed killer shadow in the night. You were born to fight. You gotta light them up. My name is John Krotek, and I want to welcome you to Straight Out of Combat Radio, audio medicine by Green Zone Hero. We're here to honor the wisdom of America's most valuable asset for combat veterans. We're authentic, we're empowering, we're American. Save us all burn it down. Our guest on today's episode of Straight Outta Combat Radio is one hell of a busy guy. In fact, just to get him to sit down here for the next 45 minutes was, her, her, what did he say, Hercules took us to get him here. But... If I wanted to read his bio, we would be here all day, and I'm going to be very quick. Our guest today is Ryan Weaver. Ryan Weaver is one of the most high-energy, all-American rock and country music artists that you will ever meet. Uh, he was also a combat Blackhawk aviator, uh, making it to the rank of Chief Warrant Officer 3 in the United States Army. And he has got one hell of a story to tell. He, he, he lost his brother, and we can get into that. This, of course, the story... Uh, is to remember his brother, but and he also lost his brother-in-law. You know how often does that happen, and how often should that happen? We will never forget those warriors that sat in the cockpit of those helicopters in harm's way. But more recently, you know, 2017, Ryan was announced as the patriotic voice of the professional bull riders for their Celebrate America campaign, and at the World Finals in Las Vegas, he was out there rocking his rear end off. He has got a litany. Of, uh, of places where he has played across this country. He is a true blue American combat veteran. I can't tell you how humbled I am to have him here on the show today. Hey, Ryan, how's it going, brother? It's going great, man. It's been a rainy week up here in Nashville, but uh, we're going to make it through. I've been building a boat and getting animals in pairs up here. Uh, but uh, it's it's not like the, the folks had to deal with on the East Coast. But uh, Nashville seeing this much rain during the fall time is kind of weird. But it's supposed to be beautiful the next couple of days. I'll be heading up to Fort Campbell to the air assault school up there to do some uh, touring and uh, with their folks up there for an outreach program we might be getting involved with. So excited, man. Excited. Awesome, man. I'm glad you, you, know, you mentioned those folks over in North Carolina, you know, on the Outer Banks that just went through that horrific storm and, you know, we're we're thinking about him out there, and uh, the weather is starting to turn, and and looking forward to a great fall. But you know, before we get to all the cool and exciting things that you're doing now, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you even get into the cockpit of a helicopter, and, and where did you grow up? Who were your mentors? Those kinds of things. Well, that's a long story, <laughs> but I'll try. I'll try. I'll try and make it brief. But uh, I I grew up in West Central Florida, Citrus County, about fifty miles west of Orlando. My uh, family was a mixed family, I would say. Uh, I had steps, halves. Aaron was my full-blood sibling. 
Um, but we had a cornucopia of kids in our house. We had 11 people in our house at one time. When Steve, my oldest brother, came back from uh, from the Ranger Regiment to go to college, and I loved growing up with a big family. Obviously, it has its trials and tribulations. We had really humble beginnings. Um, my dad was the sole income maker for our family, and we moved over from Rockledge, Florida, uh, in fourth grade. Actually, I lived all over the state of Florida. I lived in Mariana, Florida. Uh, up to third grade, then moved over to Rockledge, Florida on the East Coast. In fourth grade, then fifth grade, we uh, ended up moving over to Citrus County, and that's where I finished out to graduate high school at Citrus High School. And then went in the Army straight out of high school and uh, was a military intelligence analyst. as a 96 Bravo, which is now the 35 box for everybody out there knows it, but the other services. But got up to E6 Promotable, picked up my seven at, at the board, but was already in candidate school. And, um, was uh, excited about becoming a warrant officer. Aaron, my, for the folks out there who don't know my background, he was uh, in the Ranger Regiment and um, in Somalia for the ambush in Mogadishu for Black Hawk Down and best Ranger buddy with Jeff Struker you know, two years in a row. I think they got fourth in the Ranger, or they did get fourth in the best Ranger competition. He was an All-American superhero, but he was at flight school already. I went through uh, Warren Officer Cannon School, then flight school, and ended up, fortunately, because of his help and his assistance and guidance and advice, uh, ended up graduating top of my class in flight school. And Aaron and Steve were both there. Steve was also, uh, he came out of the Ranger Regiment and went to college, went back in as a Warren Officer as well. And then when I graduated, we were the first three brothers to fly in the Army as Warren Officers at the same time. And they were there to pin my wings on. Pretty incredible. Where'd you guys, where was to, that? Was that McClellan, Fort McClellan? Uh, Fort Rucker. Fort Rucker, okay. Fort Rucker. Yeah, Fort McClellan was old school, man. That's, <laughs> that's back when, the ba- that's the back in the day. Ancient history, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, so, so I, you know, graduated from Fort Rucker, uh, flight school at Fort Rucker, and then went on to uh, Germany. I was uh, stationed at Flieger Horse Concern in Hanau. The first armor division, second five of first aviation, um, Blackhawk aviator, and uh, deployed to Iraq in 2003, replaced in third infantry division at Baghdad Air National Airport, and flew for a short period of time there. And you know, my my I, the one thing that I always tell everybody from the beginning that that I'm no hero, no superhero, no nothing. My brothers uh, both were; they're both multiple deployment. Uh, combat soldiers and and badasses and for me as soon as Aaron died uh, on January 8th in 2004 he was actually a cancer survivor and non-deployable and got a waiver to be deployed to Iraq in mm-hmm. 2003 and then on January 8th in 2004 while he was that waiver said that he had to get bimonthly blood screenings for um, the cancer and he, he was traveling in the back of a medevac helicopter on the way to Baghdad Hospital and it was shot down and everybody was killed in action. Uh, and that was my, that was the end of my flying. Um, I followed in Steve and Aaron's footsteps to fly. And it was, um, I enjoyed flying, but it was their passion. And it took me probably two years to, uh, to look at a Blackhawks. Um, after that, it was, it was, everybody deals with loss in different ways. And I can't necessarily say that I'm, I mean, I've heard stories of siblings going straight back to combat and those kind of things. But when you're flying an aircraft and you're responsible for 
other people's lives in that aircraft and, and it's tough to just look at it. Um, you know, for me, I, I felt that it was, a um, the right decision to make to get restationed where I wasn't going to be flying for a little bit, uh, where I could recover from, um, to get through the loss and, and, you know, work my way, um, back into it if possible. Um, that's, that was my decision just because I, I didn't feel that I could put a hundred percent into the, in, into the flying aspect of it. And one mistake can make, can make a, or break everybody in the aircraft. And that's the last thing that I wanted to have on my shoulder or have on my mind. I wouldn't say on my shoulders. It really wasn't on my shoulders. It, um, but when you talk, just when you see your family go through what yeah. uh, we went through, you just don't want to risk putting anybody else through that. Um, and I didn't, um, at that point. And by the Soul Survivor Act at that point, although I had an older brother, um, he's my half brother by adoption. Um, Aaron was my only full blood sibling, uh, full blood brother. It, um, made me a, a sole survivor. So I, I was not employable at that point. Well, I'm saying, you know, it obviously hit you, you hard. And I got to say, you know, it hits a lot of Americans hard as well. We're not directly connected to that soldier, that aviator, but anytime one of our heroes goes down in combat, it affects all of us. And, you know, yeah. I think it's important, Ryan, to continue to tell the story because, you know, we, we can never forget, like I said at the outset, anybody that we have lost in combat. Did, you know, right. so when you got that and, and did it did it make you question at all what you guys may have been fighting for when that happened? Did, 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 did that ever arise? I I never I mean, I got to be honest with you, although, you know, the the whole question about the weapons of mass destruction, all those kind of things and whatever and why we were there. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I did a paper on my master when I, when I started my master's degree about, um, you know, the creation of ISIS and how, uh, and ISIL and all that and how, you know, that it came to be and just did this massive research project on it. And, um, you know, we, the bottom line is, and Mattis said it, I, I believe that he was speaking and General Mattis said it and that if we weren't taking it to them, they would be on our, they would be on our shores. They, they proved it. And sure, we have the smaller, um, cells of things and whatnot, but it was escalating to a point to where they were emboldened enough to fly airplanes and buildings and, and, and those kind of things. So, and I know there are conspiracy theorists out there saying it was an inside job and whatnot, but whatever. I mean, I'm, we're, we're, we're taking it to, taking the fight to them. And that's, as a uh, projection force, I think that we're uh, extremely capable of, you know, touching, putting our finger on somebody uh, across the world anytime that we want to. And, and I think that's where the advantage is for us over a lot of other folks. And, you know, we, we live safely and freely in this great country of ours I, I, because of the sacrifices that are made overseas and the sacri- obviously the sacrifices that are made at home with the families. You know, I, I never questioned it. That, that that's one of the things that I think when you're going through grief, you you always say why. And I mean, there there were there have been times where you know, where I've wondered why. Um, you know, Aaron was picked over over me because um, I actually had flown over the spot that or was going to fly over the spot that he was killed uh, at two days before that when I went to Kimberly Hampton. Kimberly Hampton's female cavalry captain. She was killed in action on January second the same month, obviously, but, um, I went to her, flew one of her friends out to her memorial service and 
on January 4th and, um, my battalion commander, Jim Schrote actually had me change my flight plan to go north of the city, north of Fallujah as opposed to south of the city because the, uh, we had that Chinook that I don't remember if you remember, but the National Guard Chinook that was shot down when all of the, those, uh, soldiers were going home on leave and killed several of them. And then they had, uh, the Kiowa shot down with Kimberly Hampton and then, you know, everybody, it was a pretty hot area just south because the, the air corridors were going through. I mean, everybody was traveling from Baghdad International Airport to, to TQ and, and that area to Altakatum. And anyway, he had me change my flight plan. One of the, the, uh, turns in the flight plan would have taken me over that spot. And they said that guy had been sitting there for weeks. So it could have been me just the same. But, you know, I've questioned that, but I've never questioned the reason why we do what we do. I mean, uh, I, I, we, we stand on the line in, in front of tyranny so that others don't have to. And, you know, I firmly believe that Aaron, Aaron, he was a warrior. I mean, he, he died doing, well, I think he'd, he'd have preferred to be in the front flying, but yeah, <laughs> just because of his mentality, just because of his mentality, but he, he died in combat and he, and he died doing what he do. There's no heroism, uh, when it comes to, comes to death, but there is heroism in the intent and, and your desire to, to fight for what you believe in. You know, sometimes and it's so, so cliche. No, I never question that. Right. Well, that, you know, it's so, it's so cliche sometimes, you know, call of duty and you know what does that mean and yep. you know the you know and I, I i second what you say about you know you don't question it it is a volunteer service and and but you know it takes a rare human being i'm firmly convinced of this uh, to raise their you know their right arm and put their hand up and you know uh, do that oath to defend the constitution of the united states you know not a lot of people do that and yeah absolutely it's something to rem- to remember and something we can't forget you know uh, has your view of life obviously it's probably changed but how has it changed because of the loss of your brother and your brother-in-law well i mean a lot of folks have been following me out there i don't know you know how many of your listeners even know who i am but if they know who i am I'm, they've been following me i mean i've been doing this this country music thing since uh, 2005 um my first gig was at a bar with the uh, army band and a, a few non-commissioned officers that were playing in a, um, in a, in a rock band off post at an enterprise in the local area, Dothan around Fort Rucker. I mean, that's when I first got started on this. And my goal was always to get to stadiums with people singing my songs. And, and, you know, that's what I wanted to do in honor of, I mean, I started this off just, you know, because I, I, I never found that I was great at anything. I was always a jack of all trades and a master of none. And, you know, I hate to say that saying, but it was absolutely true. I was never yeah. great at anything. And, and I, and I don't want to say that I'm great at this, but, but it's the thing that I'm the best at, uh, or I've found that I'm the best at and that I love it. And, and not only that, m- my goal has always been to get to a platform where I can use my name uh, to advance causes that I believe in and give back uh, to our community, you know, our veteran community, but also our hero community, the law enforcement first responder community. And it's, it's been that way this year, but, um, but to answer your question, I think that when I was sitting in Iraq and, and writing songs and fig- found out that I was, I mean, well, actually I was doing, you know, uh, karaoke competitions and flight school before I went to Germany and before that, and I was winning. 
you know, realized it was something I really loved to do. Um, I didn't realize I was good at it until later on, um, or at, good, at least good enough to win the competitions. When I was sitting in Iraq and, and then that happened, I, I just realized that I was living a life where my dreams were just, if I, if I was going to have a dream to do something, that I was just letting it pass me by. I mean, I was just sitting back and, and doing what I, I felt was a, a great thing to do, which was flying and, and, and I just didn't have any passions. I didn't have any, anything that I was, that I could, there was an outlet for, uh, any kind of creativity if I had it. Um, and then I started realizing that when I was in Baghdad. So when Aaron died, I just decided at that point that I was going to go after it. Um, and that I, that I was going to chase it down and, and absolutely every single day. So something that a lot of folks don't know. And if you, ha- you know, if, if some, some folks out there will know, but a lot of folks don't realize it. My band, whenever uh, we get together before a show, we always say a prayer. Um, and then I always tell them, play the show. Like it's the last show you're ever going to play. If you leave anything on stage, uh, you have, you've done yourself a disservice. And when I say that, I say that, sorry, dude, <laughs> sorry, sorry, man, <laughs> sorry, dude. I always get emotional talking about this because this year has been incredible. Well, you know, no, it's all good. You know, this is, this is interesting, Ryan, because, you know, you started, you know, you, you said going for it and I, and I'm, and I, I've been looking at your career and, and looking at some of the people that you have been mentored by and, and now you're a mentor yourself, but you have played at some phenomenal venues with some phenomenal musicians. So, you know, the value of what you bring to this planet and to, you know, obviously country music is your, is your style, but you know, you're a rocker, man, playing and through and you're an American rocker. I mean, I think they created rock and roll here, if I'm not mistaken. And you are just part of a tradition, man, that is just killer to watch. And 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 you, and being the fact that you flew in dangerous combat missions. I mean, I love heavy metal, but a lot of those guys, I don't think have even been in a situation like that. You know, so. Man, what a year you've had! Well, I appreciate the deflection. No, <laughs> man, but what? Do you, no, I'm serious. You were with Huckabee. This you have done some crazy, cool stuff this year, man. Crazy cool stuff. Well, we've, I mean, doing in, in the last 13 years, we've played. I mean, I've played venues small and large. I mean, everybody's heard about the Bluebird Cafe. It's probably one, one of the most intimate places I've played. I played in front of two people at the Double Branch Bar in in uh, Troy. Uh, Alabama, and then, you know, we played in in 2014. I I got to open up for Charlie Daniels at the Ryman Auditorium uh, here in Nashville, and then we did uh, uh, the Volunteer Jam in 2014, and that was at Bridgestone Arena between Ted Nugent and Michael W. Smith, and and uh, then Grand Ole Opry on September 11th of 2015, and this year has been amazing in and of itself. And that, um, that we started off, two, I say this year, but 2017, at the end of the year, I replaced Steven Tyler at the World Finals in Las Vegas and T-Mobile Arena, uh, to a sold out PBR crowd for the World Finals. It was, it, it was in, I mean, insane. Come on, man. You're like the and, patriotic voice <laughs> of the professional yeah, bull I mean, riders. They, I mean, you can't get much more American than that. 
man. Well, they they brought they brought some guy in that nobody knew, um, you know, on their main night, and and took and Sean Gleason, the CEO of the PBR, took a chance on me, and and it's been a, an incredible year impacting uh, civilians and and also military and and our heroes, the law enforcement first responder community, impacting them each time we do a celebrate American night, and I mean. To start off the year, the last day that I saw Aaron alive was January 4th, uh, in 2004. But to start off this year performing at Madison Square Garden, you know, uh, I think it was on January 4th or January 6th, 6th or something like that. I can't remember the date because we've had so many, but, uh, we, we started off at Madison Square Garden and to be an independent artist with no song on the radio, um, without a major record deal, I did sign a record deal with the PBR for a single EP, uh, the Celebrate America EP that's out there right now. If you guys want to download it, all your listeners, but yeah, um, tell us about that. Tell us Square- Celebrate America. Well, I mean, if, essentially the Celebrate America EP is, is just a four song EP. When Barbel, who uh, wrote Have You Forgotten, just got back from the war waiting on a woman. Uh, just an amazing person. Just so, He's such an awesome guy. As down to earth countries get. Uh, he produced the album and I co and I co-wrote a song on there called Get Up. Uh, it was actually called Get Up or Get Out when we first put it on the EP. And we, ch- or when we were going to put it on the EP and we changed the title so that more people would listen to it ahead of time. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I wrote three of the four songs on there and, uh, Wynn Barwell and another co- co-writer wrote one of the other songs called Beware the Owner. But it's, uh, I mean, it's a patriotic EP. I'll tell you my show, my normal show outside of, uh, the, the outside of PBR is not patriotic focused. It has themes of patriot, you know, patriotic blood running through it. Obviously there are those, those parts of it, but you know, we, it's a rock show, man. I mean, it's, it's a slamming rock show, but we've, we've gotten to perform, you know, I performed in front of 46,000 at AT&T stadium, uh, where the Cowboys play down in Arlington. That was amazing. But I mean, everything from golden one center in Sacramento, um, to the sprint center in Kansas city to, I mean, you, you name it, every large arena that they've gone to, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to perform at, and, uh, you know, we, we came here, here to Nashville just recently. And, uh, I was on the Huckabee show a couple months ago and, I invited him while I was on the show to come and perform with me at, in Nashville with the PBR. And we got to do a, uh, you know, a, a really cool performance with him of that's what America means to me. It's on my Facebook page. If anybody wants to see the link, they actually did a, uh, a real cool five minute segment about what the PBR is doing on the Celebrate America campaign and Huckabee put, had it on a show again, went out to over a hundred million households worldwide, which was pretty incredible. And, um, you know, just to get to meet that guy and, and hang out with him. And, um, his daughter came to the show. Uh, I didn't get to meet her because, uh, it was a little bit tight as far as security was concerned, but it was, it was just awesome to get to, to, to meet him and, and talk with him. He's such a genuine person, such a, a kind hearted person and an incredibly talented bassist. So That's we brought really him up cool. on, yeah. on, yeah, we brought him up on stage in the middle of the show and it was pretty awesome. And then, Shortly thereafter, I get to play the uh, the Duke Army halftime show uh, at Duke University. We played their uh, the halftime show there. It was the first time Duke University had ever brought in a band for their football program. 
uh, to perform at halftime. Uh, and that was, you know, to be able to say that, I don't know if you know this or not, a little fact, but Duke University is the only other place to host the Rose Bowl than the Rose Bowl. And yeah, I didn't it know happened that. when, yeah, when there was a threat of Japan actually bombing California. Hmm. So they moved, moved the bowl over to Duke. So it was, it was really cool to be part of some, you know, immense NCAA history. And if any of your listeners are out there and want us to come and freaking rock out, you know, sponsored by your company to, <laughs> to rock out at an NCAA football game, we can, we can come out and kill it for you. Well, you know, the highlights of your career continue to grow. I mean, and that doesn't happen by, by happenstance. That's, that's solid hard work. You know, it's, it's having incredible talent, obviously passion and purpose, you know, what kind of legacy, Ryan, do you want to leave behind? How do you want to affect people through your music? You know, I, I guess the, the there's there's still so much that I want to do um, as far as the music business is concerned, but not just the music business, but my brand. Uh, the Ryan Weaver, I hate to talk about it like I'm a third person or second person, whatever, but the okay. Ryan Weaver brand. Um, I've been, you know, I worked with Grunt Style for two years and created a brand of shirts with them. And we just moved over from Grunt Style to Nine Line. Um, I'm extremely excited to be working with Nine Line. This company is, is just, uh, I felt like when I walked into their, and this is kind of going to be a long answer as far as my legacy is concerned because there's a lot really to it, but, I walked into this company and they're and met it's, with Tyler and their whole staff. It's outside and of Savannah, right? It's up it's up near Savannah. It's right outside of Savannah, yeah. It's it's uh you got if anybody's out there, you gotta go gotta go check it out. They got a black rifle coffee um uh coffee shop downstairs with their I say downstairs because their offices are upstairs, but um with with their merchandise store and, and our merchandise will soon be in there. They got Tiggs and Oz is in there right now. Um you know, it's, uh, it's a great, just uh, the, the whole company, every single person at that company treated me like I was a rock star, treated me, I mean, but they also treated me like a genuine friend and like I was becoming part of a family. And it's something I think in the military community, because there's so much of a, co- a competition between veteran business owners that for the first time, in a long time. And there are a lot of companies that I've worked with, but for the first time in a long time, I truly felt like this company cared about my brand and about what we've been trying to do and the message we've been trying to send and, and you know, what I've been doing in the, on the, on the music side of things. And I think that this, this opportunity to work with them is going to be amazing to, as far as expanding my brand, but also being able to give back to the veteran community. Nine Line organization is, is immensely supportive of, of the veteran community and they do amazing things. So as far as my legacy is concerned, I, I want people, especially our, our veterans out there, but our heroes as well. But I, I want folks to see what the American dream is about by, by what I accomplished. In my life, I've I've come from humble beginnings to serving my country to getting out or spending 20, almost 21 years in, uh, getting my education uh, through the benefits of the Montgomery GI Bill, pursuing a dream with reckless abandon and sacrifice and and hard work and dedication to something that I that I love and believe in, and 
you know, I could say that my boots were in the sand in Iraq in 2003 and on the center circle of the Grand Ole Opry in 2015 and, and in Madison Square Garden and AT&T Stadium in 2017. And Lord knows where else my boots are going to be. Although I do have a new boot line coming out, my own cowboy <laughs> boot line. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that. So it's going to be a different. Is pair it the of Ryan boots. Weaver boot line? Are you? That's. Ryan. It is actually going to be Ryan, Ryan Weaver by Lane. Um, they're going to make a formal announcement here shortly, but uh, it'll be Lane Boots is a company out of Arlington. Uh, but we will have our own. I mean, I'll have my own cowboy boot line coming out. Uh, it's either going to be for the Christmas uh, shopping or for the spring time, but. You know, to be a veteran, I, I, I mean, I have a, an, a Weaver Country LLC. Um, to be a veteran-owned bus- small business owner, I this I look at myself and and everything else uh, that I'm doing with the music business and branding and all those different things as a uh, I, as a small business owner. Essentially, you know, I want to turn it into something that's that's massive. And and you know, if the music music world starts forgetting who I am, I, I want the rest of, uh, I mean, I want my brand to continue. You know, you're definitely an inspiration to so many. And, and, and you know what, again, it keeps coming back to, and I know you and I have had conversations before, but it comes back to hard work and belief and having these opportunities and actually utilizing skill sets to move forward. You, you're not done yet, man. You've got, I'm looking at all the stuff that you have done since you got out of the service. And I'm like, holy cow. No wonder all these yeah. great things are happening to you. I mean, it's – and I, you mentioned, you know, Nine Line. I have been to that. Uh, it's right off the interstate there by Savannah. And you are right, man. They have got some incredible uh, merchandise in there. Really nice. Yeah, I mean, and I, I would say the, the merchandise and the product uh, that, that that they have is is incredible. But the people at that organization – or the people at that company, you just can't replace – the kind of relationships that they like to foster and the way that they treat people and, and how they value uh, their partnerships and how they value, you know, their customers. It's, it's, it's just, a. am telling you, it was, it was incredible to get down there and spend some time with them for a day. Yet we, we did a full product line shoot. Um, my shirts are scheduled. My two first designs are actually scheduled to come out next week. Um, so everybody, uh, watch for those. We'll be posting about it, obviously, because I'm super active on social media, but we'll be posting about those. But my first two designs will be coming out, um, next week with them. And I'm interested to get it rolling, man. I mean, we were, uh, we were, um, talking about the, the potential of, of this partnership with the, uh, you know, for hours and everybody's excited about what we can do and the message that we can get out there. And, and how we can get back. Um, so I think uh, you know once once we get this rolling, everybody's going to see some see some serious momentum kick up with all the different things that I'll be able to get involved with with that company. Yeah, that's awesome work, Ryan. But you know, let me ask you this: what what is what does freedom mean to you, and and, and what does it allow you to do? I guess the um, you know, one of the things that obviously we're in the middle of all this controversy and whatnot with with the whole the freedom of speech and then, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, I posted a video with Nine Line about us standing uh, for the national anthem. And a lot of folks out there and libertarians believe that, you know, your First Amendment rights, your First Amendment rights, your First Amendment rights. And I, and I believe that 100 uh, percent doesn't mean that I necessarily need to agree with the method or the timing of the of a protest, 
uh, it doesn't mean that I, I don't think that they should do or be able to have the freedom to do it, um, just do it in a different way and send a good message. But as far as I'm concerned, their ability to do that or anybody's ability to exercise their rights and not have to worry about being killed for it or be unsafe for it, um, the life, uh, the pursuit of happiness and, and what you want to do as an American, it's, it's, that's what freedom is as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm the example of that. And, and I hate to say that because it sounds so freaking egotistical, but it's not really. It's just you asked about my legacy and I, I want people to be able to see that no matter what you're up against and no matter what, you know, life is thrown at you or where you are, that you have the freedom to chase it. You have the freedom to to go after your dreams if you just work hard enough and never give up. That's a great, that's a great piece of wisdom you just gave there because it is true. Never give up. Where do you see yourself in five years? Whew. Yeah, I know you're supposed to have a plan. My mom, it's crazy you said five years in particular. My mom always said, you know, if you ever want a, ga- a gauge of your life and what you you've accomplished, look back five years and see where you are now. And holy cow, man! I mean, I had. If you think about it, I just retired from the military and just moved up to Nashville in 2012. And I, in, in February 2012, and I was working part time as a bar back, part time as a personal trainer and going to school college full time on a retiree's income and trying to pay my bills and living with two roommates and, and in a three bedroom townhouse and eating ramen and Cheerios and, and yeah, I mean, you would think you would think I was an E one in the barracks again, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Um, and not busting on the E ones out there. No, you guys are we great, know you're but not. I know we you. Know I, you're I, but but <laughs> I mean, job. I went from E one to W three, so you know, was, I've, I've gotten to experience that lifestyle. <laughs> and but five years from now, I I, I see my brand. Uh, my boot brand being all over the world. Uh, we have a the boot company Lane already sells internationally, but I see my boot brand being all over the world. Um, I see my t-shirt brand being uh, with this amazing company support with nine line support. Um, I see my t-shirt brand or my merchandise brand being substantially larger than it already has be- had become prior to that. And as far as the music is concerned, man, I couldn't tell you what this year was going to look like last year. So I, I really, I mean, I would love to be at the top of my game, you know, uh, selling out arenas, doing, doing the music thing, but you just never know. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going after it until, until I get to the point to where I just, if I ever step on that stage and I don't love it, um, then it's time for me to call it quits. And, and I say call it quits. It's not giving up. It's just, it's time for me to continue other passions that I have because I can say one of the great things about being uh, on this journey that I've been on and meeting the people that I've met and being able to ex- experience, you know, the Madison Square Gardens of things and the AT&T stadiums, but then the Bluebird Cafes of things. You know, there are so many other passions that I've, I've found that I have uh, along with music and, and being able to perform it, it, 
you know, there, there are so many great things that I get to do. I mean, I met my wife up here. We wanted to travel for a long time and she works her tail off. She's a corporate meeting planner and, you know, we, she travels a lot and I travel a lot, but we want to travel together and experience, you know, the, the world uh, outside of, outside of our little microcosm here in Nashville. So that I, you know, I could see myself doing a whole lot of traveling. Um, and, and I would, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to be retired in five years uh, again. <laughs> I hear you. So, uh, to, to, to have my second, my second retirement come in, but I'd love for her to be able to retire as well and, and be able to move, move on and do, do what we love doing. That's awesome, man. Let me ask you a, a couple of things here. Uh, you know, what do you want non veterans or non military civilians to know about veterans and especially combat veterans in general? And then, how can people, you know, you're doing all this crazy, amazing stuff. How can people find out about you, Ryan, and what you've got scheduled coming up and how they can get involved and support some of the things that you're doing? So a couple questions, how they can get your information, but also that message you want to give to non, non-veterans, non-military civilians. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and give out the, the technical stuff first and then talk about the, the, the veteran thing, if that's okay, if you don't mind me that, that's the cool, question. That's cool, man. It's your show. And the answers to it. Yeah, um, com is my website. Uh, I, we're, we're, uh, in the process of getting everything updated on that. Um, as everybody knows, as an independent artist, you have a whole bunch of balls that are up in the air. So, you know, I'm juggling a lot of things and, and I personally take care of my social media, um, the website updates and the different things like that. I have a company that's working for me to help me out with those updates, but you know, we're getting new stuff on there, obviously new promotional photographs and different things for the company. But you know, weavercountry.com, but if you want to like my, this is one thing a lot of folks don't know. And you know, I think you and I talked about this. We might have, um, in one of our last conversations, but. My Facebook page is Ryan Weaver Country. Um, it's all three words together, Ryan Weaver Country. And if you like an artist's Facebook page and you don't go to the following button and click on it and change it to see first, which is S-E-E first. <laughs> oh, oh, if you don't change it to see first, it, Facebook limits the algorithm as to who sees it. I mean, I have 42,000 plus people on my Facebook page. And I'll post something and 400 people will see it because it, it's, it limits it. So if you push C, put C first, it'll put you in the top and put me in, the, in your news feed every time I post something. Um, shoot, and I, my you, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Cause now I just figured it out, you know, that, that'll be good. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, when, and, and anybody that's out there that's trying to make it happen is wondering why they're, they're, nobody's ever seen their Facebook post if they have a public figure page. That's one of the things you have to, kind of let everybody know but um if you don't haven't already because a lot of folks already know that and i found out late in the game but um and then my uh, instagram i believe is weaver country and um you know you can find all that you know we're, we're posting so much stuff on my facebook page to include my other social media links but all of my social media links to all of my uh different um the twitter accounts and my twitter account and all that stuff is on my weavercountry.com that's where they can find all the information they need and if anybody needs, you know, is looking for booking um, or or whatever it may be, there's also email email contacts on there, or you can just reach out to us on Facebook and and we will respond to for booking and and, and whatnot. But and sponsorships or endorsements, we're we're currently actively looking for sponsorships and endorsements uh, with with companies that want to get involved with what we're doing. So 
Um, you know, those are obviously other things out there for veteran owned businesses that, you know, want to get involved with somebody who doesn't shut up and is on social media every day and has a larger platform to be able to spread the message about a product that they're trying to, you know, that they're trying to throw out there. But, um, so as far as the veterans are concerned, and what I want civilians or, or, or anybody to know, I think that the, one of the things that with my never forgotten tribute video that the PBR and I, uh, the PBR and I did, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Just go, uh, just YouTube, Brian Weaver, never forgotten. You know, we honored two 9-11 families, NYPD and a New York fire department family, the Dallas police officer families that were killed in that attack and my family uh, to try and get all different, uh, a wide range of services and, uh, you know, heroes uh, honored with that. I, I think that the, the the thing that I want everybody to see when when I'm out there performing and when when we honor our fallen, that there is a very human part of the inhuman slash robotic outside of the outside perspective looking into the military lifestyle that that people really uh, misconstrue or, or don't quite understand. You take a norm, you're taking normal people, normal people with normal lives, even when they put on the uniform, uh, they're still normal people and placing them in ab- extremely abnormal situations for extended periods of time and then asking them to come back, uh, to a normal life, uh, or what would be considered a normal life and be normal all over again. And does it make us make uh, our heroes weird? Does it make our heroes hateful? Does it make all the, the negative things that you can say about it? Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. I just think that everybody has, or a lot of, I don't want to say everybody because not everybody has. I think a, a lot of folks have become numb to the reality that they're human beings in the, or that they're very real human beings, genuine human beings in the uniform. And I think that one of the you know, and I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. I think that also one of the biggest problems that we're facing in our veteran community with the veteran suicide is that we as, we as veterans look at ourselves in that regard. It's almost as if we're looking at the civilian community through in a mirror and saying that we have to be these robots and we have to be this, this inhuman person when we're dealing with some very real and tough situ, you know, mental situations or physical situations that, that most people don't understand. And it's okay to be human. It's okay. It's okay to be real. I just, you know, I, the only reason why, you know, I said I was sorry for, for crying is because I can't talk when I start crying and I'm on a radio interview, but I've cried in front of, thousands upon thousands of people and i don't care because it's real and it is, you know it is real it's a know, release you know people think that you know it's it's not a sign of weakness obviously you're quite comfortable with who you are and and it's a great strength you know you're pointing out ryan man you're pointing out so many great bits and pieces of wisdom that have come to you by the the way you've lived your life and what's happened to you and man if you can't be real then, then why would anybody want to go to that show you know, and I, I can just by this is the first time we really sat down and talked for 45 minutes. But I can tell that a Ryan Weaver show is a show that I need to get to because I know it's a real show. 
If you're crying on stage, that's a guy who I want to see perform because you know it's real. Does that make any sense? Well, the one, you know, I, I tell that I've said this from the beginning. One of the things that I want people to see whenever they come to my show is, is that I'm just a dude up there having a great time that was afforded an opportunity and has a little bit of talent and gets to do, you know, and gets to do this. And I'm, 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 I'm having as much fun, hopefully, as they're having out in the, in the audience, uh, doing what I get to do. And, and I want them to see that it could be, it could be them just the same up to, up there doing this. I mean, it's, I, I, that's what I want them to see that, that I'm just a, a, a normal guy up there that's getting to, getting to do what I love and, and getting to chase a dream that, that I've worked my tail off to get where I'm at. Um, nothing was handed to me on a silver platter by any stretch and I want them to see that. So yeah, I mean, you come to the show and you get to rock out as we say, rock out on the countryside and, and, uh, but you also there there are also some very genuine heartfelt moments in the show where I made a promise from the very beginning that I would never uh, step on stage without telling uh, Aaron and uh, Aaron's story initially and then Randy's story uh, to go with it and would never let people forget their sacrifice because I believe that their sacrifice is a representation of the sacrifice that every one of our military service members and our heroes have had to make. Um, uh, by placing themselves in harm's way so that we can be free to chase these dreams. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, when you come to the show, I hope that that's what you see. And then, you know, you feel like you could come up and shake my hand and say hello, and you're just talking to, a, you know, another person. I know that there there's that that whole whatever, uh, this, uh, this sounds so corny, but, you know, people say, oh, man, you're, you're a superstar and blah, 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 and you're famous, and I'm not. I mean, I... A lot of folks know who I am, but I'm not. I, there's, you know. Well, you know what? I'm about to put a pair of your boots on my Christmas list, so you're famous. Trust me. Forget the <laughs> forget the Tony Llamas, man. No more Tony Llamas in my house. It's going to be you know Ryan Weaver boots. That's it, brother. Well, they're they're pretty they're pretty flashy. So I mean, we got we got some some America going on with these things. So whenever you see them come out, yeah, you know, I don't know how flashy you like to wear stuff, but uh, <laughs> uh, that, they're they're per- <laughs> I, I will tell you the women's we have a men's and women's version of those and the women's ver- version is is i mean they're both the design is exactly the same but the the boot cut is obviously different but they're 1000 percent patriotic that's for sure definitely can't <laughs> wait to see them you know i you know i you know first of all appreciate you being here with us on straight out of combat radio ryan uh you know your hard work is without question. You know, and and it and it shines through in all the great things that you've done since you left the service and and continue to do. And we know you will. But you know your dedication to America, uh, commitment to excellence is without question. Helicopter pilots just don't grow on trees, uh, especially you know combat pilots and and you know in your service to the country and to Apache your Apache pilots do though because. It's- Apache pilots grown trees are usually at the bottom of the class. Anyway. There you go. But uh, but but even your your dedication to your craft, you know, I saw a picture of you recently with uh, one of those electric guitars, you know, red, white, and blue model that you had. Uh, looked like you may have taken that picture in Florida. But but that, you know, you, you're so into your craft, and you know, I have, you know, in fact, we use your song for our radio show. What does that tell you? And and you know what? I got to let listeners know you didn't even hesitate. You didn't know who the hell we were a year ago. And I said, hey, Ryan, can we use your song? And you said, absolutely. So that in and of itself, regardless of what you say, Mr. Modesty, is is that spoke volumes to us. And so your song Burn, which means a lot to us, 
because it helped us launch this this podcast show uh, is with you know thank you very much I wish I wish you know we reciprocate we we just want to be able to do whatever we can to help you with you know to get the message out about Ryan Weaver well I appreciate that too and I mean there you get the the guests that you bring on your show are top notch and and all have great things to say and uh, you know I appreciate you bringing me on to uh, let folks know out there who've been listening to your podcast a little bit more about me if they haven't found out about me before and you know the song burn that we I, I co-wrote here in my living room and got Chris Pronto and John Tigan actively involved uh, you know in the music video for it and they came out for the music video for it and if, if folks haven't heard it you know that was that was a labor of love for a year uh, almost a year and a half uh, and had it not been for John Tigan and Chris Pronto getting involved in it it wouldn't have happened so you know, the, I know how much people value those two guys and their opinions and, and what kind of American heroes they are. And I've become very, very good friends, super close friends with John Tiger. He's like a brother to me. And Chris and I became friends as well. But, um, you know, the, uh, you guys give back to the community just the same always. And, and you, you and I have had a couple conversations. Uh, about our veteran community and and what we can do to to give back and how we can make it a better community and, and you know I mean it's it's great that uh, you have companies and people out there just like I mean like you guys as well doing what you're doing so well, thank thanks. you for that you know God bless you Ryan and and uh, God bless your brother and your brother-in-law we will never forget them and we were gonna we're gonna be watching you we're gonna continue to support you wherever you go. And uh, I'm looking forward to my first Ryan Weaver show. And uh, w- when I get off this show, I'm gonna, I'm telling you, man, I'm not joking. I'm gonna tell my wife we got to get some of those boots. So uh, just <laughs> appreciate you being on the show. I'll, t- I'll text you a picture of them. You'll <laughs> send. You can tell me if you if you still want a pair. Hey man, hopefully you, don't you will. Know me, they're they're freaking awesome. I love them. <laughs> if they're red, white, and blue, and they got star cutouts, brother, I'm in. So it's all good. So <laughs> thank you, Ryan, for being here, and uh, look forward to our next conversation. And again, if there's anything we can do on our end, let us know. Continue to rock it out, brother. And uh, I know you're going to get to that promised land. Uh, you're going to be selling out stadiums for a long time. So we're, we're, we're really excited to watch you do that. And uh, I'm glad you made it back home safe. I appreciate it, man. You guys be safe out there. Before they burn it down. Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight Out of Combat Radio, audio medicine from Green Zone Hero. If you liked what you heard, then tell others about us. Like us and download us. And please remember, freedom is not free, and combat veterans are vital assets. They're not broken. 